Hello, little folks. Do you know who I am? You've heard of me often. Some say I'm a sham. <laughs> but most of you know that cannot be true. For every Christmas you've seen what I do. And now you not only know just what I do, but you hear my old voice as I'm speaking to you. Who is it, you say? Hush, close all the doors and I'll tell you a secret. I'm old Santa Claus. <laughs> Perhaps you're curious to know why I hide in this phonograph. For I'm right here inside. <laughs> I'll tell you, my dears, if you give me your word that you won't tell a soul about what you have heard. You've seen Santa's picture quite often, I'm sure with his great big white whiskers half down to the floor, and his ruddy red cheeks, and his jolly old smile, and often you wished you could see him a while. But children, though I'd love to come out of this box, I'm really afraid to, because of the shocks that all of you'd get if you saw me come out. Why, you'd all run away with a terrible shout. <laughs> My beautiful whiskers are black with the dirt and the dust's in my eyes so that both of them hurt, and my lovely red robe with its trimming of white is as black as the black of a black winter's night. <laughs> and it's all because I have to climb down the many long chimneys you have in this town. Before I can possibly come out and greet you, I must take a warm bath, and then perhaps I'll meet. Don't think that I mind getting dirty like this, for it's something I'd really be sorry to miss. I have to go down all these sooty old places to bring gifts to the children and smiles to their faces. But before I get out and disappear soon, I'll give you a treat. It's a bit of a tune that I'll play on my chimes that I've got with me here. So listen, dear children, to some real... Christmas cheer. like that. Well, now I must be off, if I can ever get out of this box. Mm. There. My, that was a tight squeeze. Come on now, up, Prancer. Hey! Good night! Good night!
there, my dears. <laughs> well, well, here I am, old Santa Claus, to see and to talk to you again, and to tell you about Tom Tom, the piper's son, who stole a pig, and away he run, and Baba Black Sheep, and a few more of your old friends in Mother Gooseland. <laughs> Tom Tom, the piper's son, stole a pig, and away he ran. The pig was eat, and Tom was beat, and Tom went roaring down the street. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Ba, ba, black sheep, have you any wool? Yes, sir, yes, sir. Three bags full. One for the master, one for the dame, but none for the little boy who cries in the lane. Eat, birds, eat, and make no waste. I'll lie here and make no haste. If my master by chance should come, you must fly, and I must run.
my own stair, my own room in which I fell asleep. Then it was all a dream. And the time before me is my own wherein to make amends. I went to sleep last night, a miserable day. Last night? Say, boy, what's today? Why, Christmas Day, sir. Christmas Day. Ah, the carols in Oh, beautiful. <laughs> I'm as happy as an angel. Yes, yes, it's Christmas. Ah, the beautiful bells. Those Christmas bells. <laughs> it's Christmas Day and I haven't missed it after all. May heaven be thanked for the reformation that shall now begin with Ebenezer Scrooge. Now, 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 what good can I do to teach this wonderful Christmas? Eh? I know. I'll double Bob Cratchit's salary. And then I'll... Say, boy, run down and order that big prize turkey at the corner. And I'll give you half a crown. <laughs> now, 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 I'll take that turkey to Bob Cratchit and his family. Yes, yes. Ah, I surprised him. <laughs> I'm, I'm as merry as a schoolboy. And only yesterday, as I walked the city street, people would point and say, Do you see who that is, eh? That's Scrooge, the wicked old miser. But now, with God's help and strength, they shall say, You see who that is, eh? That's Scrooge, the benevolent and good. And in the words of time it came in the dream, here's a Merry Christmas to everybody. And may God bless us, everyone. <laughs> ah, the dear old Christmas bells. <laughs>
and girls. He hopes that all parents will take the same pain to develop in their children an appreciation of good music that they now take to create a taste for good literature. In behalf of Mr. Edison and the Edison Laboratory, I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
gets the fat, and some chaps gets the lean when they start on their journey through life. Some makes pots of money by being hem peas, and some gets it by taking a wife. Some learns a good trade, such as dustman or sweep, which the same I'd have done if I'd known. But the special profession I've drifted in now is minding a hole in the road. As a rule, it's a nice, quiet, comfortable job, but there's times when I've hated the work. For instance, I once had to go Christmas Day on a job which I tried hard to shirk. I minded that old, sir, the old blessed day, till me dinner and tea time had gone. And my Christmas dinner, if any was left, I should have when relieved later on. At home, we'd some friends, and we'd got a big goose, and I'd ordered off and a cold. Yet here was I sitting at 7 p.m., uh, shivering in front of me old. And I thought of them all making merry at home, stuffed with goose from their heads to their toes. they just about leave me a cut off the beak for the end of the parson's nose. And I sat quite despondent and dozed half asleep. I was feeling quite happy and sore. When from one of the big houses just on me right, a swell flunky steps out through the door. He comes straight to me and he says with a bar, which made his gold lace gleam and shine, The Countess's compliments. That you're alone. Shall be pleased if you'll step in and dine. Well, I... I nearly dropped to the ground with surprise. But it wasn't a safe thing to do. What if some thieves come and pinch the great heap of them stones? Or hopped off with a drain pipe or two? Then I thought of the Countess's kindness of art. As she'd thought of me lonely outside. So I scraped the clay off my boots with a spade and I follows the flunky inside. And there sat the Countess, all merry and bright, with diamonds and jewels all aglow, in a silk dress which must have cost nigh twenty quid, though there wasn't much of it, you know. Her husband, the vice count, was there at her side, while the waiters flew round with a whiz. And in half a jiff, I was set down with them, her eating and shifting the fist. The Viscount, he drank to my jolly good elf, as he took from his wine glass a pull. I only just nodded, I couldn't say much, for me bath like me heart was too full. When we'd finished, us gems puts on a cigar, and the perfume was simply sublime. By the bands what was on them, well I'll guarantee they must have cost fourpence a time. Then the ladies, they starts playing kiss in the ring, and the countess enjoyed the game too. When she gets in the ring, she just turns straight to me and she says, Oh, Mr. Nobbs, I'll have you. <laughs> I didn't know which was me head or me heels. It was like being in fairyland. Well, I threw down my smoke and I wiped my moustache just like this with the back of my hand. She put up her lips, looking saucy and sweet, and I dashed us towards her eyes stole. I bent forward, and then, well, well, I woke up just in time, or I might have felt clean down the hole.
a bit, Martha? Yes, John? Well, we pop out and get our Christmas dinner. You know, I sent me on on a nice duck. Of course you have. You don't ask me now, study yourself, just like a man. Why, we had a duck last Christmas. I thought it'd be a nice thing to get a roast leg of pork. Can't abide roast pork. Too rich. All has knocked me up. Oh, please yourself as you always do. That's right, Martha. Always obey your lawful bars. Well, here we are. This looks like a nice job. Well, what do you say, Martha? Live or a dead? Oh, don't be such a harsh, John. Now, let's go to the milk shop where I deal. We can get it cheaper there and buy off their own farm. Just as you like, but I never knew they sold ducks in the milk shop before. Well, now we've got the duck, what do you say to a nice half a quarter to wish ourselves a Merry Christmas? Why, of course, John. It's the proper thing to do. Well, Martha, Merry Christmas. Same to you, John, and I hope you'll enjoy the duck. You know, I've been on that duck. Come on, let's get the things for the pudding. The pudding's made, and I've had it for in the copper for 12 hours. 12 hours, Martha? Why, the thing will be like a rag and not to eat. John, you may know something about ducks, but don't show your ignorance in Christmas puddings. Well, what about the vegetables? Oh, I've got them in. What, in the copper with the pudding? Don't find it funny. It don't suit you when you've got a collar on. Here, what are we going to buy the children? A wooden doll for Eli's on end and a Noah's Ark for Holly. Noah's Ark indeed, huh? Will you nurse him after he's made himself ill through licking off the paint? Never thought of the paint. No, of course not. You only thought of a duck. Let that bird alone, Martha. Well, you carry it. You're going to eat it. Don't get nasty. Remember, this is Christmas Eve. Why, so it is, John. Well, let's have another half corn and take a little drop home in the bottle or something like that. He's a good little woman, and I promise you that you shall have a leg of pork next Christmas, Martha, darling. John, you're a duck. I'll drop the duck. Come on, let's be down.
golden fair, set a happy pair, neath a shady maple tree. She had promised him, we'll be married, Jim, to the times of Trinity. Is the month of May, but next Christmas Day, I will be your blushing bride. Don't you worry, dear, it will soon be here, but he looked at her and sighed. Christmas times mean happy times for you and me, sweetheart. Will the time means you'll be mine and never more to part. Honeymoon can shine too soon, I wish it were today. Girl in mine, don't Christmas time seem years and years away. Christmas time mean a Times for you and me, sweetheart. Winter time means you'll be mine and never more to part. Honeymoon can shine too soon, I wish it were today. Girl, am I don't Christmas time? See me as any night before Christmas, when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When, what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer, with a little old driver so lively and quick I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles his course as they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now, Dasher, now, Dancer, now, Prancer and Vixen, on, Comet, on, Cupid, on, Donder and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now, dash away, dash away, dash away all. <laughs> As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle mount to the sky, so up to the housetop the courses they flew with a sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and... His clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. 
His eyes, how they twinkled. His dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. <laughs> he was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Ho, 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 ho,